Kevin Gunn with Ocean Empire. Thank you for joining us again for another episode of our podcast, YouTube channel. And don't forget, you can check us out at OceanEmpireInsider.com as well. Today, I want to talk real quick about who's actually making money with your investment property in Myrtle Beach. Is it you or your management company? And I want to show you and break down some scary numbers that are probably going to get you a little bit upset here. But I'm going to take an average one-bedroom condo, which maybe generates about $35,000 in GRI. That's gross rental income, right? Now let's start taking away our expenses here as a homeowner. So if you've got an HOA, roughly $700 times 12 annualized, so there's $8,400. You got your property taxes, basically about $1,500 on average for the year. For those of you in New York, that's year, not month. I always like to assume about miscellaneous, about $1,500. That's for stuff that's going to break, have to be replaced. Might not be quite that high, but I like to always shoot on the higher side and be conservative with my numbers. Now let's get down to your management fee. So if you're using the on-site management companies and they're taking 40%, that means that they made off your property $14,000 that year. Now, these are your expenses. What does that leave you after 35? You're actually going to be down here. We have total expenses of 25.4, which means you walk with $9,600. They're walking with $14,000. This is not include, by the way. When they say 40%, there's other fees included with this. You're going to pay credit card fees, refurbishment fees. They're going to hit you up with a lot of stuff at the end of the year. And we haven't even talked about debt on your property yet. Now let's go ahead and just assume the same scenario, but yet you're going to switch over to a company like ours. Well, we're only going to charge 20%, so we're going down to $7,000 here. Everything else remains the same. Missing one here, $1,500. So in essence, we're going to cut this down by $7,000. So you're actually going to be at 17,435. Do our handy dandy little calculation here. So you got a total of 17,6. So we made seven, you made 17,6. Huge difference when you use on-site versus third-party management companies like us. You got to start asking yourselves, folks, when you buy and you invest in these properties, who's actually making the money? And unfortunately, with these on-site companies, it's not you. So now let's talk a little bit about how the Myrtle Beach rental market works. A lot of people are not quite familiar with it or understand how it works. And I used to, I used to like to use a actual bell curve to kind of explain how we operate here. So here we got January, here we got December. And if you're going back to grade school math class and you do the nice little bell curve, and then right here, I'm gonna call that July. So this is important in our market for a lot of reasons because this bell curve is actually relevant for, a new, for numerous reasons. So we obviously, we peak here in July. Um, you're going to notice a rapid increase in your rental income come July 
June, August, these three months alone can actually be about 40 to 50% of your yearly income. These are hugely important months. Now, what I like to coach and train my investors on is where I really start to see positive cash flow, and that's over here in March all the way through to October. Now, rental incomes obviously go down, rates go down. We are a seasonal market. This is not South Florida. It does get cold here in the winter times, although it's 70 degrees right now in December. But typically what I tell people is you should be cash flow positive March through October. That doesn't mean you won't make money November, December, January, February. But I just warn people that this is a different market. It can be cold here. Some people opt to get monthly renters. There's two different philosophies on that. I'm actually kind of against it. But again, for my owners, if that's what they want, that's what we'll try to get. And here you're just hoping to maybe cover your costs if you're lucky. But really the bulk of the money that you're going to make is going to be in these three months. One thing I wanted to discuss with everybody that I'm, that's on a lot of people's minds here is what to expect for the 2022 market. And I am cautiously optimistic, but one thing that I'm warning people is please do not expect to see 2021 results. 2021 was an actual odd year. We had the worst January and February on record. And the reason why that was, uh, due to COVID, we still had restrictions from Canadians. They could not actually come down here. And the Canadian market makes up a huge portion of our January, February market. First part of March, again, some of the worst numbers we'd ever seen. But then in mid-March, we started seeing record rates, record uh, amounts of people coming down all the way through to mid-August. We got the highest rates we've ever gotten. We've seen the highest occupancy rates we've ever had. And those people who even use the resorts actually for, for probably the first time in their lives actually might have made money because everybody was booked. Now, we did see a sharp decline mid-August. And a lot of my clients were kind of concerned with that. Like August is typically a month where you are 95% booked. You know, you might have a couple stragglers here and there. And a lot of people wanted to blame this on COVID. And I'm urging people to, to think deeper than that. COVID was kind of, kind of indirectly involved, but it had nothing to do with the virus itself. The virus was out there all year, yet people were still coming in record numbers. Here's what did happen in, in mid-August. The pandemic unemployment insurance ran out September 6th, right? So the real reason we saw a sharp decline was that people were going to stop getting paid. The reason we had record numbers this year is because a lot of people were getting checks in the, in the mail every month and using those to travel on. So when I tell people don't expect 2021 numbers in 2022, it's simply because people aren't going to be traveling on taxpayer dollars in 2022. I'm not saying we're going to have a bad year, but when people ask me, I'm actually going back to 2018, 2019, which were the two last normal years that we've had. And I'm kind of going back to those numbers with slight increases. And those were actually phenomenal years for us on, in the Myrtle Beach rental market. So what I am saying, like, you know, where, where you normally can see a one bedroom, maybe do thirty-five dollars to $38,000 gross a year. This year, we got them crushing $40,000. I'm cautious that we're, we're probably going to have to go back and pull back a little bit to more realistic numbers. And for those people that use on-site management, this is important because you guys made money this year because everybody was booked. But if we start going back to 2018 and 2019 numbers, you guys are going to start getting hammered with those 40% fees 
uh, additional fees on top of that, and you might find yourself right back into where you're breaking even at best. Um, so again, not a dire warning here, but all I'm doing is trying to educate people and say, look, look, this is what we should expect next year. It should be positive for us, but just don't think we're going to get into 2021 numbers again. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is the timing of the Myrtle Beach market. Uh, if you are currently using an on-site management company and you've been thinking about changing, timing is everything. So what I'm going to like, what I like to use here is um, my, the same bell curve that I kind of use when I when I discuss the rental revenue that's coming in. So if you look at a 12-month time frame, and again we have our bell curve where we peak up in July. So timing is everything if you're moving management companies. And why is this the best time to move? Simple, we have this pesky little thing in South Carolina called the South Carolina Vacation Rental Act. What does that mean? If you wanna change management companies, the current company that you're with can legally hold your property for 90 days after you give them notice that you want to leave. Well. As we've said in earlier videos, if we know that the bulk of our money is going to be June, July, August, then we want to make sure your property is off that other management uh, company's uh, agreement before June, at the latest June. I urge people from November through February is when you really want to try to get off these programs. And the beauty of this too is that while these companies have a right to hold you 90 days, what you will find is if you put your notice in in November, December, even January, they'll most likely let you go early because the reality is they don't have any bookings anyhow. If you start waiting into January, February, March, now they're going to start doing a numbers game. If you give your notice on March 1st, they're going to say, well, wait a second, April, May, June 1st you know, they're going to make money off you and get their 40-50%, they might start holding you that 90 days. Now, they can legally do it at any time, but the best time is obviously these off months. Once you know the resorts can't compete with people like us anyhow, because remember, they're not advertising your unit. They're just, it's like a hotel. They're booking people and then dispersing. So if they know they don't have the, the bodies in the building, they're more likely to give it to us quicker. Um, now, is there a bad time to get off the resorts management programs? Not really. I say whenever you can save half and increase your ROI by 50%, why wouldn't you do that? But I would just urge people to definitely look at these months as the absolute latest being March to go ahead, try to get off these programs so that people like us can go in, get you booked up in June, July, August, where you're going to make the most money, and now you're going to pay half what you'd be paying to the resort. So to wrap up and sum up, what I think is really important for everybody to know is the difference between these on-site rental companies versus people like us, third-party companies. And you have to remember that these on-site rental companies buy space in these big buildings. They have an interest in profitability for themselves more so than their owners. Uh, you know, If they're handling the bulk of the units in a building and not actually advertising your unit individually, they're just shuffling people around. You don't matter as much to them, right? It's a bottom line number for them. They just need to book as much as they can, take their percentage. That's really their interest. With Ocean Empire, 
Our interest is actually seeing our investors make money because our philosophy is if you're not making money, you're not going to buy more of these properties. So our bottom line is actually helping you maximize your bottom line. So once again, thank you again for joining us. And remember, you can reach us on Facebook at Ocean Empire Realty. You can get our podcast, Ocean Empire Realty as well. Catch us online, OceanEmpireInsider.com. Shoot us an email. Give us a call. We're here to help you build your empire.